is everyone? Are you enjoying the heat? Tired? Okay, so that was a less than enthusiastic. Yeah. You could be in Chad. I just say that because a friend of ours used to say, Lord, I, I wouldn't mind being a missionary, but not in Chad. I don't know what it was about Chad. She just didn't like the heat in the desert. I don't but know course, if it's even desert, though. So. She's going to be called the Chad. Yeah. You, you do realize that whatever we say absolutely no to is usually what God has called us to? Think about it. And if, you, and if you want to add something onto that, if you're looking for where your calling is, look for your greatest pain. Okay. Because that's where um, God doesn't waste pain. Okay. And I just got to share one more little whatever we're, we're, we're doing. Because uh, a sister Joe, said Joe, you got it, one? No. A sister said it this morning. A sister said it this morning. You can count the seeds in an apple, but you cannot count the apples in the seeds. Think about it. Right? So are you planting seeds or are you planting apples? All right. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we already prayed. Can we start? Yeah, we can start. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about 1 Corinthians 13. And we're talking about love is. And... Um, I don't. Th we haven't done this actually the last couple of, of weeks, but um, my, my <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry, my phone is just now all these things doing these very weird things, and I just turned it. Okay, First um, Corinthians thirteen. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. In First John, it says God is love, right? We haven't done that in this study. We haven't done it. In this we haven't study. done this. Right. So I'm going to actually do that. But let me get to it. Go. My glasses. Okay. So, so. we all agree that God is love, right? All right? So we can say God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not brag. God is not puffed up. God does not behave inappropriately. God does not seek its own, his own way. Um, he's not provoked, and he keeps no account of wrong. Can we all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. So if we are to be as God, can we say? i got to get it back. Chris is patient. Jackie is kind. Joe doesn't envy. Paul doesn't brag. I mean, can we insert our name in it, that entire passage? And does it sound the same? Does it, it ring as true? Does it ring as true? Because we can say love is all this stuff, and we can say God is all that stuff. And if we're supposed to be truly like God, can we insert our name in there? And that passage ring as true as it says when God is there. And I'm going to be very humble here and say, for me, no way. I, I don't. I, I agree. I cannot I agree. say that I have all of those attributes. I can say, with God's help, I am beginning to develop some of them and have a better grasp of other attributes. 
Um, and there's some that's still a little down on the waiting list. <laughs> All right. Um, so we don't say that to bring guilt or shame or anything else. Um, but that's our measure. You know, if we want to be holy as Christ is holy, we got to be able to insert our name. And just like upstairs, I mean, there are certain things that are debatable. There are certain things that aren't set in stone. You know, the survey questions. Um, is it permissible to, for Christians to drink alcohol responsibly? Is it permissible to gamble and all this stuff? I like what Pastor Steve said. Because he said we will look into Scripture with our own filter, essentially. And, and there are some things... It's, it's ironic where some people, yes, permissible to gamble and, and drink alcohol, but it's not okay to have tattoos, tattoos biblically. I, I don't, it, for me, it's just difficult to, to resolve all that. But, it's, but when I look at it in terms of, and I do a lot of teaching for my profession on a concept of bias. And what bias does is it causes us to read into things based on our personal belief system and it, because it's subjective in nature our, our belief system is rather subjective even Gene and I will have different beliefs about something and uh, you know they, can, they could be causes for conflict which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's a way to talk about things. It's a way to discuss things and refine our belief systems. And, and refine our belief systems. And so, unless it's unless it's a life or death issue, I shared this with the guys yesterday. Unless it's a life or death issue, and it's a big issue, we will hold off on a decision until both of us have peace with that decision. And that's just how we work with that. Uh, but we read in the scriptures so often. So, you know, we talked last week about patience. It's important. What, what is patience to you? What does it look like? Because some of us may have an abundance of patience and others may not. Some but, may have patience in some area. But some people may have patience in some areas and some people may have it elsewhere. So it's, it's really difficult to, to prevent ourselves from reading into God's word, but that's, that's what we end up doing, and it's important to try and get away from that. But the beginning and the end of this is based on the Ahava love, okay? Yes. God exhaled, we inhaled, love came. We need to recognize that any of those attributes in this passage, the greatest source, the... Um, seed, so to speak, mm -hmm. needs to come from God's love. Yeah. You know, if we don't recognize God's love, you know, yes, He's also judge. Um, there's grace, there's mercy, right? There's guidance. Um, but if it doesn't come from God's love, then it's nothing more than a hollow, a fake donut. A f yeah. A donut hole without the, literally, the hole. <laughs> okay. So Not the hole you eat. Today, we're going to talk about kindness. So what do you think of when you think of kindness? All right. Maybe an easier question. What's a synonym of kindness? A word that means the same thing as kindness. 
Nice. 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 Okay. Caring. I'm sorry, Polite. what was that? Caring. Caring. Polite. Polite. It could even be a soft caress touch. Okay. Okay. Soft caress touch. Okay. You know, it was kind of funny when we asked ourselves what's a synonym of kindness, we really couldn't come up with a lot of terms that would like really gave us an idea of what kindness is. You know, kindness and nice, okay, but what does that mean? Because sometimes nice means not helping. Sometimes nice means helping. So what is nice? And, you know, if we look in Scripture, too, it's it's we see Paul talking about kindness and goodness. Well, I think of goodness as being kind. But he separated the two. He had two distinct words for the two. Okay. So the synonyms that we did find um, in Scripture would be things like favor, mercy, goodness, usefulness, compassion, grace, generosity, and love. What do you think of those synonyms? Okay, I'm going to throw this out here. Forgive me for a minute. In order to understand love as a synonym of kindness, don't you have to understand what love is? And that's part of the process. I think when we're talking about love, which is what this is, what we're doing, okay, you can't separate. You can't separate the aspects and the attributes of love. Love is patience. Love is kindness. And so when we say kindness is love, it's, it's, it's an it's aspect. It's almost like a circular reference on an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, it's almost, okay? Or it's yeah, also it like, Actually. I am mother, but I'm also daughter. <laughs> I am still who I am, but there's, when I'm a mother, it's a slightly different perspective than when I'm a daughter. Both are true at the same time, and I am who I am. But when we look at it from which end, um, it, it slightly shifts the perspective. Does that make sense? So I would think that love is, is uh, quite like a diamond, right? Yeah, it's a good. That many different, that kindness, goodness, faithfulness are all different facets of love, yeah. of what love is, right? And you can't have any of those without being within that diamond of love. Yeah. Gives off different reflections. Mm -hmm. That's, I like that picture. And I was thinking about what you guys were just saying. I was thinking about consistency. And it was funny one day, I was at work and my daughter called me on my cell phone. And then I told her, hold on, because my office phone was ringing. And I was talking to someone. And then when I got to she's like, you were so nice to that person. And I was just like, what? <laughs> but, you know, you put on your office voice, you know, yeah. and, and then you have your parent voice, you know, but it just made me think about, like, <laughs> Why can't you Yeah, because she was like, oh, my God. Who was that person that, you know, when I was talking to? <laughs> you could be like that, Mom. I didn't know. Who was talking to that person on the phone, Mom? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I resemble that remark, unfortunately, yeah. Right. So... One of the things that kind of surprised us, actually, um, while we were, we were you know, researching and yeah. doing some stuff, there's actually been a lot of studies on the attributes of kindness. In 2003, there was a study of 37 cultures, 16,000 people, okay? That's actually, as studies go, a very large study. Do you people 
were asked, what is the most desired trait in a mate? And regardless of sex, it was kindness. 37 cultures, 16,000 people. Kindness. Would you agree? Would you like your mate to be kind above, you know? So, um... And people, you know, people want to, and here's another study, people want to be treated kindly but have a harder time being kind themselves. A large-scale study of school bullies was recently conducted to see why they bullied, bullied other kids. What do you think the conclusion was? Why do kids bully other kids? Somebody bullied them. Okay. The answer is no. Uh, but that's what I would have thought. Why do you think? Did that hurt people, hurt people kind of thing? I think they just didn't know how to behave otherwise. I think that became a mechanism of knowing how to offer it. Wow, this is going to... This is going to... It hasn't been modeled in front of them. That, that, that's, 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 that's all part what of it. I would, we would have thought. Mm -hmm. You they know what the primary reason is? They enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. The enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. The reason why the bullies gave for picking on other people was because they enjoyed it. Picking on, okay. Well, and, and part of the reason why that deeper thing is like what Teddy was saying, what others were saying is one, they weren't modeled, what kindness is. Two, how many TV shows, movies, show kindness today. As long as you're not watching a reality show, you have a shot. Well, think about Everybody Loves Raymond that was on the air for 10 years. And it was a house where the wife continually berated her husband and her husband manipulated to get his own way for 10 years worth of stuff. I mean, I mean, and these last on TV for 10 years because they're popular. You know, I didn't like that show because they, although they had 30 kids, they never did anything with them. Okay. I mean, other popular shows, Friends, right? A lot of people watch Friends. And again, how many times were the characters um, not held up for positive attributes, but instead brought to light the negatives. Yeah, very few popular shows have anything good to say or good to model about what we would consider to be a healthy American family. Joe? Yeah, and I think the main reason because of positivity does not sell. It does not, right? So advertisers and Hollywood are going to give people what they want. So when you have shows that run 10, 12 years long, so the people that are doing shows are going to look at, okay, what are the attributes of that show that people honed into? And then whatever that is, they're going to duplicate it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I watched um, 19 Kids and Counting, mm -hmm. Michelle Duggan. Mm -hmm. um, and what I admired, of course, was a scandal later on. But 
Uh, but I admired, she had like 19 kids, and my daughter and I would always watch it, and how respectful all the children yes. were, and how she talked to them. And my daughter would say, can you use your Michelle mm. the voice and talk sometimes? <laughs> and there was gratitude, and there's resourcefulness in that show, and yeah. you know, and what did the world do to it? What did the world do to it? How was that world, uh, how was it promoted? You know, in, in you know, they just have the kids to be slaves, and why doesn't Michelle take care of her own kids? And you know, rather why than why does she have so many kids? Why does she have so many kids? And why are they making them live like paupers? Why don't that you know, all of these these criticisms again that the world puts on. So even you take wholesome shows like that, and you know, it, it's any. Uh, any, um, oh my gosh, these other little, anything that's like posted on social media or something, you know, hey, we went through this um, horrible experience, give me a GoFundMe page, you know, and then you scroll down and you see, well, you deserved it. Why were you so, you know, it's like, well, you must have done something because you got this disease. Um, there's so much negativity very few things do I see today that are wholly 100% accepted as good Yeah, and, and I without someone putting something. And I appreciate Pastor Steve's sermon upstairs because the church is as guilty as anybody else for heaping judgment and condemnation on people for acts as opposed to recognizing who they are in Christ, who they are as an individual and who God created them to be. We have such difficulty seeing through God's vision for someone else we, we are grateful that God looks through the cross at us, right? But are we as willing to look through the cross at somebody else? It would, typically, we don't. We are seeing their faults more than what we are seeing what God designed them to be. And that's, a, that's why we, one of the reasons why we have this class, to continue to encourage us, to continue to keep that in front of our face. Because relationally, whether it's husband and wife, or whether it's with our kids, or whether it's our coworkers, or anybody, we should be looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. And if we do, Jesus wept. We should be weeping. Jesus took time out, even when he was tired, to sit with a Samaritan woman at a well that nobody would associate with. He was kind he to was her. He was kind to her. Are we willing to be kind? Okay. So, um, some interesting quotes on kindness. This is from Mother Teresa. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. It's like dropping a pebble in water and you see the ripples go out. Uh, Oscar Wilde, the smallest act of kindness is worth more than the grandest intention. Ralph Waldo Emerson, you cannot do a kindness too soon, for you never know how soon it will be too late. If someone were to pay you 10 cents for every kind word you said about people and collect five cents for every unkind word, would you be rich or poor? Okay. <laughs> this is this is my favorite be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you have no idea what's going on in their lives 
You have no idea why they may be short with you. You have no reason why they cut you off. But you don't understand what's going on in my life. You expect <coughs> me to be kind in this situation? Yes. If I'm relying on Christ, it, it will come easier. If I am relying on Christ, it will come easier. Yes. There's a lot of conditions in that. There are. I've got to rely on Christ. Yes. And it doesn't mean it's going to make it perfect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yes, I've discovered that despite whatever battles and raging on Amen. It, yes, it yep, can. that's a good word. It really can. It's a good word. Um, kindness is just love with its work boots on. That's uh, Karen McCullough and Kristen Smith. And I love this. This is a 19th century rhyme used in primary school. Kind hearts are the gardens. Kind thoughts are the roots. Kind words are the blossoms. And kind deeds are the fruits. Okay. Imagine being taught that in school. Yeah, we don't do anything like that anymore. Well, no, because they've got to learn algebra in kindergarten. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a teacher, and that's, yeah, okay. Um, all right, the dictionary says that kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. In Hebrew, hexed which I'm not pronouncing it properly. I can't do the... The gutter. Heck said. Yeah. Um, I should... <laughs> you just have to get it out, you know. over here. It means the loving kindness of God, and it's actually central to all Jewish theology and ethics. Um, believe it or not, a lot, of, a lot of Jews are atheists. I know that sounds stupid. All right, a lot of Jews are atheists, um, but the, the heart um, it is, uh, kindness is based is, on love yeah, and kindness. Kindness and love are so central to Jewish theology and ethics that even the atheists have that rooted in them. It's very cultural for them. It's very family-oriented and family-based, even the orphanages. In, in Jerusalem are set up in family pots. So it's a husband and a wife that are a social worker team with their own kids if they have them, but they are responsible for a group of orphans. And it, it, they live together as a family pot or a family unit. That's how important that family unit is in there. And you go five Israel. miles, Israel, and you go five miles away into Palestine, and you see what you would typically expect to see in an orphanage, kids in walkers with nuns coming around picking them up every once in a while, but just, it's like an Basically assembly just line. having their needs being taken care of, their physical yeah. needs being taken care of. Um, but that word, hexed, also means mercy, goodness, to bend or bow oneself, to incline oneself. Compassion and faithfulness to one's obligations. And if you look in the New Testament, the word for kindness in the New Testament is Christotes. Christotes. And it means gentleness and mercy and goodness and brotherly love. Okay. And the, the bottom line is, it's the quality of compassion and generosity, which is characteristic of God's dealing toward the weak and the poor. And he actually demands it of believers. 
when we look in um, uh, Matthew 25, what does, what does Jesus say? For whatever you did unto the least of these, you have done unto me. And he was talking about all these kind acts, wasn't he? Well, it's important to remember that that message also has the inverse that's true. So if I am harsh with my wife, I am being harsh unto Jesus. For whatever you do, it didn't say for whatever good. It says, for whatever you shall do unto another, you do unto me. So let's celebrate the kindness. What acts of kindness have you done this last week? <laughs> what acts of kindness have you received Jackie. this past week? Uh, yesterday I was in Fredworkers, just used the bathroom, and there was a woman there that I didn't know that was suffering either from like dehydration or heat stroke or something. So I helped her out, got her, uh, got her boyfriend so he could go get her ice water, put a cold towel on her neck, and sat with her until she felt comfortable enough to go back to her table and sit down and work on drinking water and stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I know this last week um, I wound up having two, t two, um, um, <clears throat> nails, two nails in my tire. Wow. Um, and, you gotta huh? You gotta clean up after you do your work. <laughs> I actually, or the body shop has to clean I up think their the floor. The body shop has to because when I got it back, when I got it back, my tire kept going low. Wow. Um, so I think it, it happened from the body shop because um, I didn't really drive anywhere after you know, home and then my tires were low. But the, the gentleman at the store, actually, no, my act of kindness was the Sprint store. Okay. Okay. I hate going into the Sprint stores, the little ones that just show, show, sell you stuff, because they always just try to sell you stuff. <laughs> and I had something show up on my, my screen, and um, I waited for this guy to serve two people um, before I went up there, because he was so kind. He was so patient. He was so helpful. He didn't try to upsell me. I'm kind of like, I'm a little technologically inept, and I can't figure out how to get this thing off the front of my screen that just showed up somehow, you know? And he took his time. He was very sweet with me. He didn't act like I was, you just got to do here, okay? You know, he was like, oh, yeah, I know those things. You know, his act of kindness just really helped make a very busy day because that was the day that I also got the tire fixed and all the other things. Um, but his act of kindness to me, just being nice to people, made me be willing to wait to get assistance. Anyone else? It wasn't last week, but the week before I was on BART and I was sitting on the front seat and then, you know where the bikes are supposed to be, right? So a lady was sitting on the floor, and there were seats, I don't know why she was sitting on the floor, but another lady came on with luggage, and she had coffee in her hand. And when the train started moving, she fell over the lady on the floor, and all her coffee came on me. Oh, oh no. And I had my white purse, and I was more worried about my white purse. <laughs> <laughs> so all the coffee was on me, and I'm like, oh my God. You know, and then everybody was moving napkins, and she kept the boss, no problem, I said, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, you know, I just, the, the copy came off the purse and everything like that, but a coworker of mine was on the other end of the train. I didn't know she was on the train, and then 
And I was telling her, she looked at my clothes, like, what happened? And she's, oh, that was you down there, you know, the lady fell on. And then she's like, did you tell her that's why you're not supposed to have coffee and drink it on a party anyway? I'm like, no, I didn't, you know, because I saw how apologetic she was. And it was just closed, you know. And I told her, don't worry about it. There's no problem. I said, because she was going on a trip. I said, have a great trip, you know. And But it wasn't, the, after the time, I didn't think about that. And I felt like God was saying, just show forgiveness towards her. You know, and I was hoping she would walk away with like, oh my God, I spilled coffee all over this lady and she didn't get upset, you know. And that's an act of kindness. That's an awesome example. Sarah? I escaped my kids and I went to the grocery store. <laughs> That's an act itself. <laughs> so my husband it's called the escape room. My husband showed me the kindness because he kept the kids and let me go by myself. Sure. But while we were while I was at the store, and I make fun of this all the time because she's a shorty, but um, there was even someone shorter than her. <laughs> and the woman followed me around the store so that I could keep pulling all the stuff off the top But it's also bringing joy to you today. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's my experience, but that's okay. I love you. I it's okay, I get it. I can't reach most of this stuff on the top. I have, wait, wait, we have a girlfriend who, well, we, you guys might know, but we have a girlfriend who broke her toe because she couldn't reach the garage door. So, oh, yeah. We get it. <laughs> she actually, yeah. I witnessed a real act of kindness on Bart. This reminds when you said Bart. I thought I was um, riding home on Bart and. Um, uh, I was sitting here, um, I came in and there was someone sitting next to me and then at the next stop this man came in and sat across from me and he had all these bags and he looked, um, you know, just horrible really to me and I thought to myself, I, you know, I kind of was probably judging him in my mind mm. and she struck up a conversation with him and said how you doing and he goes oh okay and she said did you just come from the hospital and I thought wow how did she surmise all that you know how did she get that from that I didn't get that at all and um, he goes yeah I did and she said something like um know oh are you in pain or something he goes yeah and then before she left she gave him money and she said spend it on food and then she left I thought wow I mean that moved me I thought I didn't think people did that anymore <laughs> yeah people do that you know it's pretty awesome oh this this was not this week and it wasn't me this is like 40 years ago uh, my, uh, <laughs> I was just kind of making a comment. If we have to look back 40 years for the last act of kindness. My aunt, uh, my mom's sister, has breast cancer. And so
so she had the mastectomy, um, and whatever whatever caused it, it made it so that you know the surgery was on the right side, and it made it so her right arm was always very puffy, big. I mean, mm. like twice the size of her left arm. Mm. Um, uh, and there's nothing it can do. I don't know if it was a you know they cut something in the limb system or whatever, but it was just a, a side effect of the surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some years later. Uh, she and my uncle they flew from Minnesota and stayed at our house for a week or so and she was telling us as a family she said it was at the airport and a woman came up to me and said did you have bees did you get stung by bees uh, and I remember just thinking oh my gosh somebody mentioned her arm you know and and I was embarrassed for her that kind of stuff and my aunt says that was the nicest thing because you wouldn't believe the stares that I get but somebody just came up with compassion. Oh, did you, did, were you stung by bees? Are you okay? Kind of stuff. And she said that was just, yeah. She said it was the nicest thing. And I remember thinking, wow, I didn't know you could do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a teenager, young teenager, 13, 14 years old. I was like, wow, that was a neat lesson for me from my aunt. But I just wanted to share that. Thank you. All right. So when we think of these acts of kindness, they're not big things, are they? All right. But, all right, if I ask you now, how's your day going? The beginning, I kind of asked, and everyone's kind of like, eh, yeah. It's, but we start thinking on these acts of kindness, and it's kind of like, wait a second, we've got more energy, more smiles on our face. You know, you can see kind of, hey, wait a second, kindness goes a long way, even if we're not personally involved in it. It's okay. I don't want to know what's going on. In no, your head. you don't want to know what's going on in my head. So I'm just going to move on. It, it is motivating them. And whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. That's why we keep hounding that verse over and over and over. Because what kindness does is it elevates our mood. It elevates our mood, so we're feeling better about even society in general. We're feeling better, Liz, you talked about feeling better about your current condition. It causes us to do that, okay? One of my favorite scriptures, we're, we're going to look at some scriptures, is 2 Samuel 9, 7. And it's important, I'm, I'm going to set this up really briefly. Keep in mind, Saul was the first king of Israel. And here's the way kingly succession goes. Saul dies, Jonathan was supposed to be king because Jonathan was the first son. Since Jonathan and Saul died together, the kingship would pass on to another son of Saul. That's the way law works. That's the way kingly succession works. But instead, David, from outside the family of Saul, was anointed king. Now here's what happens in in these times. If someone is taking over as king, they kill. They literally kill every rightful successor to that throne from the other family. They line up all the sons and they just kill them. They line up all the grandkids and they kill them to protect the throne, to protect their right to hold that throne. Because the family has rightful succession to that. Okay, that sets this up. King David. David speaking to Mephibosheth. 9-7. 9-7. 2 Samuel 9-7. 
David speaking to Mephibosheth, who is the son of Jonathan, and by blood rightful heir to the throne. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Kindness is willing to put ourselves at risk for someone else. Psalm 136.1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his loving kindness is everlasting. Kindness is actually linked to gratitude and God's kindness is without limit. Again, what's our desire? Not to be God's, but to be like God. So is our kindness without limit. Ephesians 4.31, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Kindness is linked to forgiveness and a tender heart. First Thessalonians 5.15, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. So kindness or goodness is to be shown when it's not shown to us. And um, I don't remember who said this, but it says, if we do a good deed for someone and there is no thank you, we often feel unappreciated and think twice about doing something nice for them. And if we excuse this as the natural way of acting, then we're not living up to being children of the Most High. So when you keep being nice to people and they're not nice back to you, well, fine, I don't have to. How many have felt like that? <laughs> How many have acted out on it? More okay. than once? That's what the right. world teaches. But that is what the world teaches, and it's only right in the world's eyes. All right? But when we're talking First Thessalonians 5.15, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good. The other word is kind um, for each other and for everyone else. That's what Scripture calls us to yeah. do. 2 Timothy 2.24, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Kindness is to be preferred to arguing. Now this does not mean you avoid an argument. It just, what it's referring to is a quarrelsome spirit or an argumentative spirit more than anything else. Because we will have differences, but that we can conduct and have a discussion about those differences with kindness by so not attacking one another. It doesn't look like, you stupid idiot, how can you think something like that? Yeah, it doesn't look like that. <coughs> okay. It's blue, not black. What was it, 1 Timothy 1? It um, is blue. That was 2 Timothy 2.24. Okay. And, and I, had, I have had conversations where someone would say that this is orange. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm, I'm legitimately serious. Okay? Legitimately serious. Because we don't know in different cultures or, or different different radiates of the light and you know whatnot that, that this is really within the blue and, and, and you know it's like, you know, okay, the conversation is so there's absolutely no way that I'm ever going to be able to agree with this person. Okay. Um, 
I think what I left him with was not, you know, you're an idiot. I said, but it must be very hard. It must be very hard to live a life where the standard isn't, isn't steady. You know, where your standard is always moving. You know? It's very permissionable at that point. Yeah. Permission oriented. Jackie, you? I was just going to say, or colorblind. They're colorblind. Then. Yeah. That's also true, but he wasn't. Anyway. I have a question. Yes. Yeah. So, why is it going back to my comment about me and on the phone at work? Why is it sometimes that we are more kinder to people outside our family and those who are close to us? <laughs> well, no, because. I, I actually had an incident with my best friend, and um, she was, we were having, because my best friend and I are very good at having civil conversations, even if we don't agree on the situation, we're good at having very civil conversations and everything, um, and one day she was kind of lashing out at me, like our conversation, our discussion on a certain subject was going more into like her yelling and all this other stuff and I just stopped and I'm like okay what's going on with you because other stuff was going on in the background and she's like I'm so sorry I shouldn't have treated you like that and stuff and it's like well you also you felt safer to treat me that way because you knew that I wouldn't come after you and that it wouldn't break things necessarily so sometimes if it could be things that are going on in the background and stuff and you kind of lash it out on the people that you feel safe with because you know that it will be okay in the end. Whereas if you were to do that to complete strangers, you don't know what's gonna happen. <clears throat> and expectations. You have yes. expectations whatsoever associated with somebody you've never met other than maybe <clears throat> common courtesy in the realm of things. And Joe brought that up last week. Your family can't fire you. And we, we seem to have, and this is, and I'm guilty of this too, we seem to have a di different standard for at work than we do at home. And we shouldn't because we should be following God's standard wherever we're at. So it's, it's a definite challenge. Not looking at the Greek words, not looking at the Hebrew words, not looking at, you know, Oxford Dictionary or anything else like that. But if we look at kind, kind, um, he's my kind, okay? Mm. Kindness. If we think of kind kin, yeah. it's got, kindness has got to start here. Ideally. Does that make yeah. sense? K-I-N, kin, start with the kin, mm. okay? It's a little out there, but... It's, but it doesn't. If kindness doesn't start at home, now think about it. All right, Jackie had that argument with her friend, where her friend's dumping on her. How many times have we had that argument with our spouse or with our kids? They're dumping on us, and then we go out here, and what do we do? We dump on the first person we run into. Okay. So switch hats and Or we switch hats. We do one or the above. Exactly. And who's ever done that? Yeah. What? Who hasn't ever done that? I, I think it all, it really all goes back to our relationship with the Lord. 
right? Because really what the Lord is trying to do is he's trying to transform our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. So when my heart has been transformed or is in the process of being transformed so that I look and I understand that I need to be more kind, right? Well, the first obvious outflow from that should be my family, right? They're the, they're the closest, they're the ones I'm with every day. Um, and then the people that are outside that. But the transformation happens because God has helped me to do a transformation so that it becomes a lifestyle transformation, right? So I'm, I'm not, you know, I have to be kind to this one for this situation. You know, I can kind of let my hair down and just say whatever I want to say with this one because they're not that one, right? But it's a literal transformation that has happened in the heart that causes the effective outflow to family, friends, your neighbor, the stranger you don't even know, the guy that really irritates you at work, mm -hmm. right? Those situations now, those circumstances don't dictate, I'm kind here, I'm not kind here, I show kindness there, maybe I don't here, right? Those, they don't, they should not have any Thank you for leading us into the very next verse we are going to go to, which is 2 Peter 1.5. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. Okay? Again, goodness is, is kindness, right? Now think about this. Pastor up there was talking about the lists. All right? The sermon today is going to talk about the lists. You know, are you a good Christian? Not a good Christian. Just give me that list and I'll follow it. All right? I love the order of these. Add to your faith. What has to come first? What has to come first? Faith. faith. All right? We have to have faith in Christ because that is the originator. All right? If we don't have faith in Christ, then where's our foundation? Nothing but sinking sand. All right? But add to your faith goodness, kindness. That's first. That's first. Knowledge is not first. I, I applaud Calvary Temple School of the Bible. I went to seminary. Goodness did not come before knowledge. And as a result, knowledge became very dangerous. Yeah. Which is one reason why you have places like the Westboro Church that stand at funerals and say you, you deserve to die. Okay? That's the really dysfunctional side because they don't know God's goodness. Paul, did you have something? I was actually scratching my cheek, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for noticing. But no, the, uh, uh, I was camping a few weeks ago uh, up in Guerneville, and a neighbor moved his RV in and stuff, and we just kind of started chatting and stuff, and he said, are you here for the parade? What parade? Pride weekend. And I was like, um, I didn't know, you know, and he was like, oh, you gotta go and stuff, and Kathy, had joined me and we talked about it and it's like you know what never been it's a parade let's go and I saw one guy in the parade that had the sign that counters those ones that that other church church supposedly Christian people are carrying that says God hates somebody um, his sign said God loves everyone no exceptions and that made me so happy to see that Somebody had the courage to say the truth. God does love everyone. And we can't use that as an excuse to not do what he's called us to do. Okay. Joe? Um, 
Thank you, Paul. Just forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so focused in on what you were saying. You're young. Um, you're um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're yeah. Back yeah. Back, yeah. So. Um, I like the I I like what you're saying about how the word says that goodness comes after faith. Because I think the thing that we have to be careful of and what Ron was saying about knowledge, um, I've known many people over the years that their theological knowledge and their scriptural knowledge is almost like second to none. I knew one guy that could start in the book of Corinthians and he could almost recite to you the whole book of Corinthians. This was the same guy that abused his wife and was totally harsh with his wife. Now he had all the knowledge in the world, right? He had no goodness. Yeah. Well, it's funny because knowledge puffs up, mm-hmm. but right? But what is exactly what does Scripture say? It does not. Not knowledge. Knowledge can can really uh, make you. Uh, a real uncaring person, I believe. Knowledge, because what what knowledge does, and what I see it just being in the workforce and, and construction, is that here it is. You might have someone that's young, that's new to the trade or whatever, you know, and they come in and they really trying to learn, but but because you know it, and that's your way of knowing it, because it's more than one way to form that thing. But since you have the knowledge of doing it so many times, you just bombard everything that they may think they know how to do. So it really, it can crush people. And I I believe that's why in the Bible you see wisdom next to knowledge a lot. Because you can have the knowledge, but you got to have wisdom on, you know, it's got to be person. built upon goodness. It's yeah. got to be built upon goodness because yeah. if you are not relaying your knowledge, and knowledge is important. Yes. Yeah. Knowledge yeah. is very important. We need to learn. We need to be in the Word of God. We need to understand. Um, but if it's not built on top of goodness, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, I've got a real solid foundation here. And now instead of two by fours, I'm going to put down Legos yeah. to build the walls. So we've got a good foundation, and I'm going to build the wall on Legos. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Paul? Scratching my cheek again. I'm glad you said um, This is, sorry, this is where uh, the Pharisees, they were students of the word, that kind of stuff. But what they did Jesus call them? Whitewashed tombs. Yep. Yep. Clean on the outside, but it death and disease on the inside. So how do we walk it out? Yeah, uh, kindness starts with caring. That's the bottom line. It starts with caring. Uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, and uh, you know, uh, 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 dear mentors of ours, Andy and Paulette, he, I still remember him saying several times, how many times have we crossed the road when our spouse was lying in a ditch all beat up? How many times have we crossed the road to, to go help someone, to go help someone else to out of our help, kindness. To go help someone else or because those people didn't want to help the Samaritan. How many, or, you know, the person that was in the road, how many times have we crossed the road when our spouse was lying in the ditch all beat up? How many times has our spouse come home from work and they had a really bad day 
and we weren't there to be kind or comfort them. Maybe we even took the other approach, well, you think your day was bad? Let me tell you about mine. And all of a sudden we have two people bleeding and nobody's there to heal anybody. It happens frequently. I'm going to share one of Ron's stories. Um, he was meeting with a, with a gentleman, um, and um, you know, it's like, hey, how's things going? Hey, it's just awesome. I mean, you know, I'm just, it's amazing. Um, you know, I do this, this ministry thing, and I coach and all that, and I'm, I'm praying with the other coaches, and I'm praying with the empires, and, you know, doing all this, and, you know, and um, me and my wife are going to counseling, but I got to tell you, she cries, I have no compassion at all for her. No compassion at all. You know, I'm just, you know, her tears, I'm done with them. You know, they just keep coming. And my response to him was, if you can't, if your heart can't break when your wife is crying, then maybe your relationship with Jesus isn't all you think it is. Bingo. <laughs> it was a short breakfast. <laughs> Okay, when we're talking about kindness, we have to be intentional. Okay, we've talked talk, talk, talk about intentionality a lot in the class. We have to make it a goal and a habit to look out for opportunities. All right, you know, you've seen the, the movie Pay It Forward. You know, have you ever gone out to a restaurant or anything else like that? Yeah. And, and pay for someone else's bill. Or somebody's toll bridge behind you. Yeah. Pay for t someone's toll bridge. Yeah, I mean, it makes the news. You know, Starbucks had a half a morning where everyone was paying for the order behind yeah, them. Yeah. You know, something like that. Okay. Um, um, Colossians 3.12 says we need to clothe ourselves on it. Again, intentional. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. All right. Oh, there's patience again from last week. Yes. So how can this kindness be evidenced in our lives? Through our speech, for starters. Is it, are our words kind or do they have an edge or a sharpness to them? Uh, are, do we give people the cold shoulder? Are we arrogant? Are we condescending? Which goes back to your, yeah. the or, apprentice people. Or knowledge. do we build up others or tear them down to their face or behind their backs? Kindness has a lot to do with gratitude. <coughs> we don't think about it, but it really has a lot to do with gratitude. Okay. We do it out of devotion to Christ. That should be the primary reason, because we love Jesus. So therefore, we should be kind to others as Jesus was kind. And it also sh has to be sincere. And at times, though, especially if we're typically unkind, it may not be sincere at first, but we have to get into practice, because it doesn't come naturally to us at times. Kindness can be word, action, or deed but it has to come from a place of love. And what I would recommend is that you ask your spouse or your kids or whoever, how can I best show kindness to you? Because for some it could be through word, for others it can be through action. So at least this way you're not throwing darts at the wall hoping to hit something. <coughs> if you want to start practicing how to be kind, ask, how can I, how can I show you kindness today? And that's very intentional, but it's also directing us toward, toward, toward something to be able to do, and, and whether it be work, deed, or what. And one of the things that I love about Ron, whenever we go to you know, Walmart or grocery store or something like that, you know, he always talks to the cashiers. 
Hey, how's your day going? Hope you're having a good day. You know, hey, I hope your legs are doing okay. You know, it's hard standing there all day. You know, but think about that. Those words of compassion, those words of kindness can make a big difference in someone's day. I can't believe, well, why is this line going so, I mean, that's probably what most cashiers hear, right? Can't you go any faster? Call somebody. Else. Call somebody. I, I and I don't. I don't. Hopefully, I don't have to go back ten years to point out acts of kindness I've done. But about ten years ago, um, I was on the phone. I was on the phone with a bank bank person, a, a bank person, and basically there was an issue with our account, and it was a critical issue, and she's working with me to fix it because it was their fault. So they're working with me to fix it. And finally it got all fixed. I said, I really appreciate the time that you took to help me with this. And her comment was, why are you so nice? <laughs> Seriously, why are you so nice? Because almost everybody I talk to is yelling and screaming at me. And I said, because I have a friend who does your job. And I hear about that all the time. And I think you deserve better. We don't know the circumstances under which we don't know the battle people are facing. And if we come at them with our battle instead of with our kindness, we're doing Christ a disservice in that moment because you never know what healing can take place in a spot of 30 seconds with a kind word. Any questions, comments, thoughts, snide remarks? And I think when we ask people, how are you doing, mm -hmm. we should have a seat to really want to know. Because yes. you know, sometimes we just say, hey, how you doing? Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I>, my. Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you. Right there, there was a greeter at our old church. Um, there were several, several doors and stuff, and most of them, and I did it myself for a while. It's like, hi, welcome, how you doing, how you doing, that kind of stuff. But there was this one person, his name was Chuck. He'd come up to the door and he would grab your hand and he would look you in the eye and say, how are you? And he was expecting an answer. He wasn't looking for, I'm fine, how are you? He wanted to know how I was. And I felt valuable every time he did that. Yeah, and some people get freaked out by it too. Oh yeah, I know that experience because I've done that to people before. And I'm not so sure about that. I'm fine. What else is really going on? No, he said that because Debbie Sawyer does that too. The precepts teacher. Yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Comes into your world. Father, thank you for your kindness because it starts with you. So Lord, thank you for the kindness you've shown us not only through Christ but also through your patience with us. Because even when we say we accept Christ and we do acts that are unkind, I know we're hurting your heart. Do unto others. And Lord, so I just am so thankful for your kindness and your patience toward me and toward us, Father God, that we don't want to take that for granted. So Father, I would just ask that you quicken our hearts to kindness and continue patience in the coming weeks. Father God, that you would continue to quicken our hearts and quicken our spirits to give us and to show us opportunities because they're out there every single day to be patient and kind with one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.